This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. Um, all right. I enjoy that. I think that's fine. I, I, you know. I've always kind of pictured Luke just going lightsaber first through, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, through a window or something. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right. Well, we like, he starts spinning. He puts it above his head and spins so fast he becomes a human girl with a lightsaber yeah. tip. <laughs> And just drills this way through. There you the go. Rock. Um, all right. Well, clearly we've talked about this too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion, hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Welcome back to Notorious Scoundrels. Uh, how are you guys doing? pretty good man um i uh played my league game and i got barbecued <laughs> um and i'm pretty sure we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show but uh that's been my major point of reflection the last couple of days here as regards when you say Asian. barbecue do you mean like spicy chicken combo barbecued no nah, i mean more like the range for suppression oh. type of barbecue <laughs> So barbecued by laser bolts, not by flames. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you were slow roasted as opposed to like just lit on fire. Yeah, slowly and painfully. Sweet. By the world champion. <laughs> that's, a, that's the best kind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get roasted, you know. Yeah. I slowly mean, like, over and over. You couldn't flame. ask for. You couldn't <laughs> ask for a better chef. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we are going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about um, we got some spicy previews from Fantasy Flight on what was that Friday, uh, Thursday, something like that. I believe that is when the internet imploded. Yes, so there was there was internet imploding, um, much awesomeness. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to talk about Yavin Base Team League uh, a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, there was an RPQ this weekend that Mike and I both attended, and one of Wait, we did yeah at Huzzah Hobbies, and one of us won a world's invite, um, and it was Mike. Was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about that. You you had a little bit of an off quote unquote off meta list too, um, and uh, what is a meta? Yeah. Right. I mean. Um, so we'll talk about that, and we're going to talk a little bit about Han Solo in a Sabine world also. So let's talk about that RPQ first, because that was both super exciting and also just two days ago on Saturday. It was. It feels like a lot longer than that. Um, we had a lot of people there. What, like 18, 20? 20, like yeah. Yeah. Um, John Brader ran it. He was a high command uh, this year. So thank you, John, for running it. It was pretty fantastic. We had a lot of people, a lot of big names there. Uh, we had us. Um, Gordon, unfortunately, couldn't play. Uh, but Matt Dunn was there. Darkling was there. Steve McLaughlin was there. There was a lot of people there. Ed Martinez was there. Um, Draw Day. Didn't um, he fly in? He did. He did. He was. We were talking about it like a week before the event. We were like, "Hey, man, we got this RPQ coming up." And he was like, "I'm coming. I'm gonna beat you into the ground." That's commitment. It was commitment. It was awesome. Um, yeah, it's impressive. Ed's an awesome dude. Um, so it was a great tournament. Um, I guess I won. So there's that. That was cool. Um, <laughs> 
what did you what did you what did you win yeah, with? So um I actually I talked to Nerfly from the, the Legion Discord like a week before the event and I was like, Brad, I'm gonna do a thing. And I was like, I'm gonna take Vader Bosk. Uh and he was like, Yeah, take Vader because <laughs> Brad's all up into that. And uh I was a little bit apprehensive about it because I I love Vader to death, but um, my experience has been that he's just not super great in a world full of Luke Leia and Vers Boba and IRG and stuff. Um, we've transitioned out of that a little bit, and actually uh, my experience at the tournament was we transitioned out of it a lot of it uh, in that all of the lists I... So I was blue player once, uh, out of my three games and I played and, and so this is actually I want to caveat this win with I played limited visibility sabotage and moisture wrap Limva is pretty good with Vader yeah um, yeah so I was running uh, just so that people have an idea what the list looked like it was Vader with reflexes push saber throw it was a completely naked Bosk so he was just running around in his undergarments the whole time. And four DLT Stormtroopers, one naked Stormtrooper, and then three snipers. So the only upgrades in the list that weren't heavy weapons were the upgrades on Vader. Um, so yeah, it was limited viz on, in all my games, which is A, really good for Vader, and B, really good when... People think boss can't shoot on turn one. Um, turns out the new ways to motivate them is pretty good because it gets boss into rain, the range two band and able to fire generally the first turn of the game. Um, so pretty much in all of my games, uh, I played new ways to motivate them on turn one, put it on Bosk, and the lacked activation of my turn was Bosk running up and scrubbing something out of the game. Um, I think the most notable game was actually my uh, my game against you, Kyle. That was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was our last game. Um, I was I was running uh, Luke Sabine, crisscross, um, with five z sixes and you know jump 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 two electric boogaloo. Um. So uh, yeah, that was a that was a crazy game. I uh, it was it was evaporators again, um, and uh, I, it was. I would like to point out that uh, this doesn't happen very often. But as red player, I actually voted for evaporators. Uh, yeah, well, your your other alternative was breakthrough. Yeah, so, it was just it didn't um, feel good. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do breakthrough against Luke yeah, and Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you did in fact force of apps as red player, um, but it worked out. It was one of those games where, um, so uh, without getting into too much detail, essentially we traded Bosk and whoa, Sabine whoa, whoa, for whoa. each other. I want to get into detail. Uh, you did the stats on this. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So so you did the thing where you did the new yep. ways. So we got limited viz again, um, and uh, you did the thing where you. Uh, you know, new ways to motivate them. Bosk on turn one. Um, I had evaporator. One of my because of the deployment, one of my two evaporators was um, not in like a one hundred percent safe position. So I had to basically use Sabine to do it on turn one because I knew that 
I would only have probably turn one and maybe turn two to actually like successfully interact with that evaporator. Um, so I got her up there to do it. And then you did the new ways to motivate them box thing to tap her for, um, I don't know if it was one or two wounds on that first turn. I think, I think it was just one on, on turn one. Yeah. Um, I think it was just one on, on turn one. Um, but then boss was in a sort of like forward position, right? Yeah. Um, uh, he was close enough that, um, I, th- I think he thought I was going to play reptilian rampage on turn two. Um, no, I, I, I figured you'd play uh, munitions. Yeah. So I played munitions and but, it was great. Sabine, yeah. I think went to one health. Two. The, well, you, you medic one back, right? Two, two. I medic the poison uh, right, token. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Two with a, two with a poison token. Um, so, um, but then Bosk was still like, you know, even after his free move, because uh, you shot her again also, I think. Um, yeah, so I shot I shot her, I threw the mine, and then moved back up into like the river behind me to give him heavy cover right. and then blew up the mine. Yep. Um, and but, Sabine ended up getting out of there. Yep. And Bosk ended up living through the turn on one health. Uh, yeah, so I think I shot you with all of my Z6s. Um, and yeah, he had one health left at the end of the turn. Not great. Not great for Team Bosk, considering uh, I was out of one pips that uh, could activate Boss first at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you had Implacable, right? But that doesn't yeah, help you yeah. in that situation. Um, so yeah, going into turn three, um, I think you played a Rampage and I played Explosions just to win priority. Yep. Um, and then I, I had an officer Z6 unit uh, that was in range three of Bosk, um, you know, who at this point had one unit le- or one health left. And I also had a sniper team that was at range three of Bosk, um, so I could throw the, the triple dice. So essentially, if I pull anything but Luke from the stack, um, I can hopefully take out Bosk with either of those things. So I pulled a core token, I activated the officer Z6 unit. Um, and my choice was so we, we've talked before about when you have a when you have a must win situation, even if you have like a ninety percent chance, uh, you know, for that outcome to happen, if you can improve that to ninety five or whatever, uh, you should do that, right? Because um, sometimes you roll blank, uh, which is essentially what happened. So I had the choice: I could either aim with the officer Z six. Um, when I attacked Bosk, and then they would probably die to the rest of your list. Um, but, you know, they're only like 81 points, and Bosk is 115, so on Vaps, I'm still up by 30 points. Um, or I could just shoot with them, uh, knowing that even in heavy cover, you know, an Officer Z6 has 11 dice, uh, there's a decent chance I could... I'll do that one wound, Bosk has a shitty save, um, and then I can back up with them around behind a rock. So, I'm... I'd, this was a poor choice on my part. I chose not to aim. <laughs> um, and uh, they got three hits, which two of which were canceled by cover, which translates to one, right? And uh-huh. I'm like, well, Bosk has, a, Bosk has a shitty save. That's fine. Hey, man, look, in the words of Admiral Adama, sometimes you just got to roll a hard six. Yep, and that's what happened. You rolled a block. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So oh, so then, uh, Bosk is still alive with an order token and rampage. So you Sabine was further back, but still within range four of Bosk. Yeah, 
but also in happy cover, I think, by that point. Yeah, but, you know, boss really um, doesn't care about cover or or the dodge token that I believe you had. Did you have a dodge? No, you had a dodge token the turn before that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I blew Sabine away in one shot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so he killed Sabine, who is worth, wow. I think, uh, around 135-ish. Yep. Because I was running her pretty lean. Um, and then backed up mm-hmm. with Rampage. Or not with Rampage, because yeah, you only had one move left. Yeah. So you just took so, a one move. Yeah. Um, so I then did kill Bosk with a sniper. Um, but at that point, I was I was down by 20-ish points. Um, so <laughs> the rest of the game was like back and forth. Like I would kill a unit, and then you would kill a unit. And then you know I would kill a unit, and then you would kill another more expensive <laughs> unit. Um, I think I made the comment. It, it did go all the way to six turns. Um, but at one point, I think I made the comment because we were trading so much back and forth. I was like, this deal keeps getting worse all the time. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Lando. You know, that's sometimes how evaporators goes, right? Like, uh, because of the setup, you don't really have a chance to actually interact with your opponent's vaps. Yeah. And it's basically kill points. Um, and every time it swaps back and forth, one player becomes the defender and one player goes on offense. It was a crazy sure. game. It was one of the most wild games I've ever had. But absolutely. Um, it actually, I think like for the most part kind of, um, really highlights why I think this list is actually good. Um, so normally when you're just running Vader or Vader with even Boba Fett or anybody else, you lack a playmaker to really, so when you're running Vader, he's, he's really a control piece. He doesn't really do things on his own, right? Like, if you're red on Vaps with Vader, it takes him four turns to get over there and actually kill something. By the time he gets there, he's probably been shot at by the entirety of the army for, like, three rounds, and that's not fun for anybody other than the person doing the shooting. Um, but what Bosk does is he kind of turns the whole thing on its head and says, hey, in the situations where Vader doesn't get to sit back normally, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to make a play so that they in turn have to come to Vader, um, and, right. that, and that changes the game completely. When when all of a sudden in all of the scenarios that you're able to kind of like put down on the board, you can like guarantee that the enemy has to walk into a Pierce three lightsaber. Uh, he's a lot better, <laughs> right? Like um, you know, Bosk is very good at deleting units at range four. Which means that he's very good at creating, you know, we, we talk a lot about creating a defensive situation for yourself because defense is more effective than offense, right? Because you can, it's all about action economy, right? You can sit there and aim, shoot, or dodge, shoot while your opponent has to move, shoot, or move, move. Yeah. Um, and Bosk is really good at creating those situations. And when you've got Bosk and Vader, you know, Bosk creates that defensive situation and then Vader just stands there and says, you know, bring it. Yeah. Um, he- so it's, it's very... Yeah, it's a very effective combination. He just says everything within range two, everything that the light touches is mine, and you know it's yep. it's absurd. He's he's really good if you're able to get his value out of him. And my opinion is that Bosk enables you to get the value out of Vader that you ordinarily would not be able to get. Boba Fett's too expensive to really do that effectively in my mind. You got to like drop a DLT unit in order to make that work. Um, or you have to drop an activation completely and that just is 
you still need an effective list outside of Vader. I mean, in in three rounds, I swung his lightsaber maybe four times. And in the last two games, I swung it once. Like, you know. Um, I mean, technically, you swung it twice in our game. Okay, but... fine. Did I swing it twice? No, no, no. I'm sorry. You didn't use Implacable. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I, he threw his lightsaber at Luke maybe once. Yeah. But, but I didn't actually, like, melee you. And other than the one time Vader and Luke had a sweet duel on top of a U-wing at the end of me and Kyle's game. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, awesome picture. Yeah, it was dope. In any case, Vader Bosk, highly recommend people try it out. You know, uh, Vader is a unit that has not seen a ton of play, is what people would consider off-meta. Um, I know people are raving about that sort of thing right now. So um, try it out. See how it goes. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yep. I agree. I mean, having faced it, I I can say that it was more much more effective than I thought it would be. Um, and congrats on your on your worlds. Invite. Yeah. Ching. Yeah, man. We'll see you there. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. It's it's funny because we had the <laughs> we we had the uh, inverse happen last year at Nova. So now this is the. Yeah. I will say it was nice for the end boss to be at the end as opposed to the <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We 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 got matched up first round in Nova um last year. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. like you know, I mean like it feels it feels better when it's at the end, right? Yeah. It's it feels it feels like okay, this makes sense. Like this is this is fine. I didn't get totally screwed by RNG. You know. Um Funny enough, the last game we played in a tournament setting at Nova, I was also playing Vader in a list without Bosk, and it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I believe you were blue on KP. Yeah, yeah, I was blue on KP. So, um, no, and this was before the nerf. Nope, um, that never usually goes well for Vader. If he's <laughs> yeah, this was, this was when KP was yeah. awful for red player. Yeah, it was oh, bad. Yeah. It was bad. So this um, was, yep. Okay, that's like the nightmare scenario. You know, we played it out. <laughs> that's the turn one concession. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I, I I witnessed that literally happen at Gen Con last year. I think I, mean, I want to say it, it was like the Vader player took game. six unanswered um, wounds, and he's just like, "Nope, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, he was like the only thing that survived that game. Yeah, but yes. you know, <laughs> what do you do? Um, yep. But as long as we're talking about Vader. Why don't we talk about Vader and Luke? Uh, David, Rebels have a new dude they can use. I'm going to air quote dude. They do. Well, the new new dude, just like the old dude, but he's got a new outfit and he's not a commander. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm super excited that uh, Rebels get a new commander option that's not Luke Skywalker. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm well, I, i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm super excited about uh i'm super excited about jedi luke first of all the models look awesome um and not just because luke saber is not held six feet above his head oh stop that's like 80% <laughs> of it. rebel players everywhere were rejoicing in like you know straight up return of the jedi like fashion you know the gungans are waving their flags and yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, Luke's not 
putting his lightsaber straight up in the air. That's huge. The, the music is the music. You know, comes up. Boss Nass raises the glowing <laughs> orb yeah. and screams. And Brian Blessed somewhere far off says, "Peace." You it's know? not completely yeah. vertical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I love this. I love the sculpts though. FFG is really t- stepping it up. Oh um, yeah, Vader looks like he's about to like bitch slap someone with his lightsaber. Oh, that's because that's what he does. Um, well, I know, but you know, it's great. It's it's a great pose for him. Um, so yeah, there's a couple. There's lots of things to unpack here, and oh, we're, yeah. like I said, um, we're not going to talk about all of them. But uh, um, uh, you know, like so, it said in the in the preview article and. Um, uh, this was confirmed, I think. Um, somebody posted a response from Alex on the Discord just earlier today that basically says um, you can swap out their command cards, the new command cards, with the old command cards for both Vader and Luke. And if you want to even include like all six, you can do that. <laughs> um, so that seems pretty awesome. I mean, we we in the preview article we only saw I think the three pips, right? Uh, That's great. Yeah, we yeah. saw the new three pips. I don't know, man. I look, so, at, I look at this new Luke, and I'm just like, God, I hope you have a medic. <laughs> because <laughs> that's a lot of eggs in one basket. But his stats yeah. are just phenomenal. Like, that's like that's what Jedi Luke should be. I look at that, and I'm like, yep, FFG nailed it. This is great. Oh, yeah. I he, don't know, man. He's got pseudo eight dice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we mean, he right? Has no, he has no ranged attack, but you could like... Yeah, yeah, man. Eight dice is fine. Everything's cool here, I'm fine. How are you? Just take, just take, just take a uh, saber throw and tenacity and laugh. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you even saber need saber throw. throw. Actually, good. Well, I mean, he has no ranged attack otherwise, but I mean, yeah, you're right. You hardly need it because I mean, he's a melee all star, like like Commander Luke. You know, yeah, you give him tenacity. He's got seven blacks and a red. I mean, yeah. you don't even need not a Skywalker. He just kind of deletes is, anything. Is yeah. Skywalker <laughs> kind of overkill on him? Like. I mean, I, I, so I, okay, this is a slight tangent. Sure. It's totally overkill on him. I think it's even often overkill on normal Luke. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, how often do you take a pistol shot as a second attack? I would say more than 50% of the time. Um, yeah. Or you're just like, you know, you kill like four dudes on the, on the first swing and then you got one dude left to kill on the second swing, you know? Like I'm actually I'm actually not a super fan of Son of Skywalker. I know that's like blasphemy, but just as a Luke player, like, um, you know, I, making him do more damage is not like a tool that I want him to have. That said, the new Luke has a uh, disengage, so that's a tool that sounds super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so stupid. Now I can save my first push uh, for offense totally and not have to worry about it. Yeah, we're managing engagements right like jump yep. in there slice up a unit and then use force push to um pull an unengaged unit into yourself or use disengage to you know like if you if you slice up that unit on your first move action just use your second move action to jump into a unit that's activated already yep <laughs> exactly yeah seems fine yeah seems fine to me i don't see anything wrong with I- this I know the viewers can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Of course. Hey, come on there, Mr. Speed 2 Vader. Hey, look. You got I, your wish. I, I mean, look, yeah, I did. But that's fine. Uh, it's He's all right. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. You got more dice, we got less dice. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Speed. 
Except he's speed two and he can infiltrate. I mean, I'm more excited about old Vader being able to infiltrate than new Vader being able to infiltrate. Okay, well, it's still it's still a thing that comes in that pack. Oh, I know. Yeah, this new Vader is is interesting. He's like a oh my gosh, he's like literally Imperial Luke in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean that's what he is. Except he takes suppression tokens when he moves, which is fine. I think you can like um, give himself. Uh, light cover by moving which is kind of cool yeah so the thing that makes him speed to is spur right which is which is the same thing we've now seen on yeah. i think dubax have it yes um so uh yeah essentially you take a like he's normally speed one right because he's yeah. vader and and if you um yeah, but if you you can take a suppression token to increase your speed um that uh, that ability is already so. in the rrg i think it is. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, so I mean FFG's amazing. <laughs> like that's all I'm that's all I'm thinking. And plus this uh this three pip, dude, both of their three pips, like you mentioned the infiltrate already, but I mean I'm like looking at the fuzzy text and I see like may choose two enemy troopers at range one, those units cannot perform attacks. Like that's that's disgustingly good. I mean, it does suck to have to give up your biggest your biggest uh, beat stick to make that happen. Now, man, this is this is at its best on old Luke, in my opinion. Yeah, because you give up less, right? I mean, new Luke is just like he wants to be beating crap in the face every turn. Old Luke's like there are a lot of turns where old Luke's like, oh man, Vader's gonna play implacable this turn, and I really would like to not deal with it. Um, well. Just make it so that Vader can't attack this turn, you know? Or, or maybe, like, and now you will die. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's just so many things. It's just like, or even an opposing Luke, you know? Like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're, it's going to work on Kenobi. It's going to work on General Grievous. Like, you know, there are so many high-power units in the game that this is just like, nope. Yeah, now that said, you have to time it right. Like, like you want to, if you want a dumpster and now you will die, you have to actually play it on the turn that your opponent plays and now you will die. Um, it's like it's like a better change of plans, but also with higher stakes because if you if you time it poorly, um, you've just taken your best pieces of attack off the table uh, for your opponent, yep. right? So, because there's no there's no may. Um, so they did put the full card text in the in the article. There's there's no May on this card, right? It just says you know Luke Skywalker gains surge block and cannot perform attacks. Yep. Um, the May part is choosing two enemy trooper units that can't attack, right? So there's no May to the Luke. Yeah, so if you attacks. miss, like it's uh, it's no bueno. <laughs> yeah, I mean you still right. use force powers, um, right? But you can't. Uh, you just can't the attack. Timing on it right. is it when he. Yeah, it's not when he activates; it's when the order goes down, right? Yeah, it's when he issue, when he is issued an order, which means that it beats everything. It doesn't to the punch. beat no time for sorrows. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, but if those units that you're using no time for sorrows on can't attack, no, no, no. Yeah. What I mean is, you can you can use no time for sorrows to get them out of range. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah if you win priority on the, you'll win priority because it's a two pip. Right. So no time can duck out of the uh, out of the bubble of, of this card. This yeah, I mean, you probably you probably want to use, generally speaking, uh, this against something that you're at or close to melee with. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's really good when you're like about to die, right? And then like you just play it, and then you don't die. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> At least the art against the, those things that are near you. The art for this card is is him having just defeated Vader, but he's missing his hand, and he's throwing away his lightsaber. No, he's yeah, not he's missing his, his hand. He's throwing his saber away. Yeah, he's he's yeah. throwing his saber away. He's telling Palpatine to shove it. Which is kind of yeah. funny because, like, he then like almost immediately dies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, if, if, I'm pretty sure he would have been he would have been a, a roast roast Jedi. I guess, if, uh, I guess Palpatine, Vader hadn't intervened. Palpatine was farther away than range one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Pal- Palpatine was. <laughs> Palpatine was that range too. So he starts, up, he starts up the stairs, right? <laughs> He's <laughs> Whoever was playing Luke that day, like just yeah, wasn't thinking. Yeah, he right. botched it. Thought, thought Vader was gonna come back with Implacable instead of getting lightning. lightning yeah, I like it. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, you guys got anything more to say about? No, this I'm pumped. Team? You know, um, this is gonna be a third Vader sculpt I have, so that'll be dope. Um, can interchange them at will because I puked money on a celebration Vader. Damn you, eBay scalpers. Um, but yeah, and I, I think I do think that the I mean, New Luke is cool, but I do think that it is insanely important to some degree that Luke has an alternate sculpt that isn't trash from a gameplay perspective. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, so that brings up an interesting question, right? Like, if you want to use the new Luke sculpt as Commander Luke, like, is is that allowed? I hope so. I don't, I don't know. I hope so too. Like, but I don't know. Ask your TO. Yeah, I mean that'll. I mean, the, the yeah, obviously that's that's a not a question we have to worry about just yet. But that's certainly a question that I have, not only because his lightsaber's down, but also because he looks much better. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing to that is like to some degree like should you be using the vaders or luke sculpt that goes with the cards so that your opponent more readily knows what it is there's something to be said for like being able to look at the table and and know what's going on quickly right yeah like people have brought this up with regard to atrts right like do i need to have the correct quote-unquote correct weapon on my atrt and i think the official stance is no but for me it's always super like even if you know at the beginning of the game that, okay, these ATRTs have rotaries, but if they're equipped with flamers on the table, you know, it's a chance that when you're making snap decisions in the middle of the game, you're just looking at the model, you're going to be like, oh, that ATRT has a flamer. Um, like I could see, you know, if I'm using Jedi Luke uh, model as a, as a Commander Luke, I could see my opponent, even though I've got the Commander Luke card on my sidebar, you know, in the middle of the game, making a snap decision and being like, oh, this Luke is going to be able to disengage when in fact he can't. Um, so yes, I think there's definitely something to be said for, um, you know, they call this in other miniatures games, what you see is what you get, having the thing on the table match what you actually have, um, rather than just saying at the beginning, oh, that's Commander Luke, even though he looks like Jedi Luke. Generally. We'll see what the, you know, obviously for casual games, it's not going to matter, right? Like if you're just playing in your garage, who cares? But for a tournament, I think probably we'll need some kind of like official stance on this. Please let them be swappable. That's all I have to say. Yep. I agree. Same here. 
Um, all right. So that is, that is the new hotness. Uh, we've got a couple other topics on here, but I, I think we probably only have time for one or two more. Um, do you guys want to talk about objective overhang real quick? Sure. So, Let's do it. Uh, this happened in my first game. So we've talked previously um, about base to base and what is base to base, right? Like this happened in my this came up in my Invader League game with Kingsley, where um, Bosk was on top of a box. Uh, that's like a tongue twister. Box, box. Um, and uh, Davis wanted to melee him with Sabine and I was like yeah that's fine clearly you know like there's not space for her on top of that box but she can she can physically touch him right like like Sabine's hip could touch Bosk's base right so it's like okay that's fine but at least according to rules as written you know that's not base to base well apparently this matters with objectives also um so in my first game uh we were playing recover supplies and I placed one of my boxes on it was like a, a ledge um, and apparently the ledge was like slightly sloped. Uh, so the objective token stayed there, but when I tried to put a model on that ledge to claim it, um, because it was slightly sloped and because my dudes have washers on the bottom that are smooth metal, they slid off. <laughs> um, so they could not actually balance on the ledge. So my opponent's like, well, you got to be able to place a model there to claim it. Um, <laughs> and I was like, all right, um, let's just call a judge. <laughs> um, so we did, and um, uh, you know, John was running this event, and uh, you know, he he went to the RRG, he went to Facebook. I think I made the right call, at least by rules as written, in saying that you do have to actually like base to base an objective token to claim it. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, this brings up an interesting question, which is can you place an objective token in a place that is unclaimable? And if the answer is yes, does that bring up other issues? Are you asking us? Yeah. I think the answer is, I think that's totally okay. Um, I, I think that, I think that the scenario that you're describing is a lot grayer than that. Because it uh, appeared that it would be claimable when I place it. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that we're, we're we're talking about a slope that's like 30 degrees or something. It was probably it was probably less than that. It looks flat. Yeah, obviously yeah. it wasn't, but it right. looked flat. So and um, uh, you know, I I don't know. Like in that situation, like <clears throat> I I guess I would say refer to our last episode. Um. <laughs> yeah right uh, um, i i don't know um but i i think overall um the fact that objective tokens can be placed in unclaimable positions is fine i think that uh there are lots of situations where um you might want to put a token in a place that like only sabine or boba can get to you know um it's a little yeah. different than what we're talking about, but not that outside of, you know, I mean, like in a lot of the situations that would be unclaimable, um, I generally, I imagine Boba Sabine can solve to some degree. Um, as long as you can balance them. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I think, I think if there is an edge case where this could be a problem, it's on evaporators. Um, 
you know, because you can hedge out a reasonably large area since it's range two for VAPs, you know, and range one from deployment zones. In theory, if you placed like an unclaimable VAP, uh, you know, uncertain deployments like maybe long march or major offensive that that hedge out a significant portion of the map, you could create a situation where your opponent is placed forced to place one of their two VAPs like near to you. Um, but I think that's super edge case, and I think generally the fact that you're usually placing your own quote-unquote safe objectives, there's not really an incentive to place an objective in a place that is uh, unclaimable. So, Right, this is the question that was on my mind going into this discussion, was like, well, who actually benefits from putting this in an unclaimable place? And, you know, like you mentioned, the evaporator thing where you're forcing your opponent's evaporator to the open, but it seems like a bit of a wash just because you're making things harder for yourself to make life harder for your opponent. And I guess in some situations that's good, but it seems to me like, why would I give up ease of scoring two points, you know, just, just for this, putting my opponent in the open and then killing, having to kill his army and forcing an engagement. Um, it just doesn't seem correct to me. And then on recover, of course, you're placing your own objective. So why would you want to make it harder for you to claim your quote unquote safe right. objective? And yeah, I, so yeah, generally I agree that there's not like an incentive to do this on purpose. Um, but obviously there is, there are situations that can be created where you do it sort of by accident, and I could see that creating some problems. Um, it, it it didn't end up mattering in this game because um, I got the mid box, but um, you know, at least I can say for myself personally, like <laughs> whenever I put an objective on the table, if it's anywhere that's not obvious that I can put a model there, I'm going to try and like balance a model next to it to make sure I can do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that seems like the easiest kind of way to make yourself safe from getting attacked by this. I mean, I think that there's probably some corner cases where if your opponent was savvy enough, like on long March, they could drop an unplaceable evaporator close to your deployment zone. So they had to drop their evaporators closer to your deployment zone. So the unplaceable ones are closer to them than you, but that seems kind of corner casey. Um, yeah, that seems that's... super situational. Um, but so maybe I, I... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, just maybe the lesson here is just make sure when you're placing objectives that you're putting them in places that you can definitely claim. Yeah, I I feel like I saw on Facebook um, a similar question. I don't think it was your game that was being highlighted, but there was an objective token on steps, and it was like overhanging the step, I think. Um, and like the objective token was like, not like fully on a piece of terrain. And I don't know, I don't know the explicit reading of what you can and can't place objective tokens on. Uh, Cause I don't have the RG in front of me, but it seems to me like don't put your stuff in places that are questionable. Yeah. I, so the only, we looked this up, the only rule about objective tokens relative to terrain is you cannot place them underneath terrain. So, uh, so let's just for the sake of so, um, like you couldn't put it in a cave. Um, I mean, I think it means like, well, I, <laughs> so it literally just says you cannot put them underneath terrain. Oh yeah, that's why I'm bringing up. This yeah. Um, 
to me that says like <laughs> you know you can't like lift up a terrain piece and put it underneath but i guess you can interpret it to say like if you have an overhang or something you can't put it under that overhang i guess it's an interesting I question mean, that's, that's what it that's what it literally says yeah. i think yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a very interesting question. Well, if you could do it in such a way that a model couldn't legally touch it, you know, I guess that's not good. I, I guess my point is, so it the the RG appears to specifically prohibit at least that instance of putting it in a place where a model cannot legally touch it. But there are other ways yeah. that you could place them where a model can't legally touch it, but the placement is still legal. So uh, the question is, is that a problem? And I think we've reached the conclusion that the answer is yeah. probably no. At least with the current objective cards that we have. Yeah, I mean, what if it's just part of your strategy? Like, what if you, you know, obviously you don't come to the table probably thinking, like, I'm going to mess my opponent up with this trick, I know. But, you know, if, if you see it, if you see the opportunity there, you know, it's just a, another tool in the toolbox. And also, um, a lot of that, I think, has to do with table design more than anything that this situation would arise. Yeah, it it's maybe someone out there will prove me wrong, but I think that it's super narrow. I think that maybe you would use it in like 0.01% of your games if like the train have to be really just right and you'd have to be playing something yeah. like Long March for this to be relevant, I think. But to address the RRG, I'm actually kind of okay that it's agnostic about this sort of thing. And I, I have a feeling that's deliberate um, from things I've heard Lugetti say about how terrain is defined in the rules reference guide is that the rules writers wanted to encourage a maximum amount of creativity in the construction of terrain pieces and boards. And so they were trying to give strong suggestions and not um, hard guidelines on those subjects. Both I've heard this both from Luke and Alex. So great. And actually just reading it now, uh, the thing about placing things under terrain is for condition tokens, not objective tokens. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I think you, you can still can't move the terrain on the table. So I don't think you could like lift up a piece of terrain and put an objective token underneath one, but uh, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting that it even says that for condition tokens. Well, I mean, I think that, like, I, I mean, there's no. I mean, maybe they were thinking about picking up train pieces and putting them under them, but I assume that they mean that you cannot place it under a piece of terrain that has some sort of horizontal. Yeah, and I guess if that's the case, like, what's the point of that rule? Well, I mean, condition tokens in the game right mines, now are yeah. what? Mines? Right, so it would make sense that a mine can't blow up something that's like above it on the, like, like if it's in a cave, right? It's not gonna... Yeah. It can't shouldn't be placed... Because, uh, like, technically, rules is written, like, if the mine token... Do you have to have line of sight to the mine token yes. for it to blow up? All right, well, never mind that. I'm just spouting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good. I mean, right now you can Luke, Luke or Bubba or Sabine can jump through a uh, <laughs> can jump through a cave, the top of a cave, technically, right now. <laughs> um, but well, that's a whole other thing. Um, all right, I enjoy that. I think that's fine. I, you know. I've always kind of pictured Luke just going lightsaber first through. You know, right? Yeah, 
you know, through a window or something. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right. Well, we he, like, he starts spinning. He puts it above his head and spins so fast he becomes a human girl with a lightsaber yeah. tip. <laughs> and just drills his way through. There you the go. Rock. Um, all right. Well, clearly we've talked about this too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys want to table Team League and Han and a Sabine world until next week? Um, I'll just okay. do a really fast, a really fast Team League. It'll take five minutes. Um, uh, I play Luke Cook. Uh, Luke Cook's really good. Uh, Disarray is strong for Death Troopers and Guards. Um, I did not spend enough time reading the table, and I paid the price. Turns out Death Troopers, uh, anchored by a token unit of Guards with emergency stems and backed by two medics, is really, really strong. So is Split Firing with Boss to make sure that every single one of your opponent's Courage 1 uh, core troops is double suppressed going into the second round of the game. Uh, possibly on top of Annihilation Looms, which thankfully I played Jedi to get rid of that, but it wasn't enough to protect me from what uh, Luke Cook was dishing out, the kind of heat that came my way. Um, Death Troopers backed by guards are also really good at funneling Sabine's Explosions. Um, Explosions is generally a good card, but it can really fail against high save Imperials um, just because it's kind of a low quantity of dice and Death Troopers you know, have a 66% chance to save. And even if they, you know, even if you didn't want to even risk them saving, you can just put it on a guard. Um, like, say you get a double hit off explosions, well, he puts it on a guard and maybe even puts it on the guard's E-stems to keep it from losing strength You're during the jelly. round. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not jelly, man. I mean, this, is, this list is legit, and I'm telling people they should try it because it is sniper-free. So if you hate snipers... Go play DTs and guards because they're it's super strong. I mean, I've been I've had my butt kicked by lists like this before, in and but like an even greater commitment where it's like a, a unit of guard is babysitting a death trooper, and because you have Krennic, you have four special forces. So it was like death trooper guard, and they run as like a they run as like a super unit together where you've got the guards as as a as health funnels slash, uh, you know, given the melee beatdown against things the death troopers would shoot or the, or the things that would try to get in melee with the DTs. Um, but I guess my overarching point here is that, uh, if you ever, if you want a quality list, I mean, that's your quality list. You've got death troopers in the suppression. You got crank to make it even worse. You've got deploy the garrison when rebels try to jump into you. You've got a voracious ambition to automatically win a one pip toss up turn. Like for example, voracious versus son of Skywalker or versus explosions. Um, there's a lot of excellent tech embedded in that list. And um, yeah, so I mean, I definitely encourage people to try it. But um, the only other thing I'll say about the league is there's going to be, by the time you hear the sound of, of our voices, there'll be an article out about the next round because the next round is starting. And we can talk in more detail about the results of the first round on the next time awesome. we talk. Yep. Short yep. and sweet. Are you guys got any other final thoughts? Sometimes, oh, good man. <laughs> sometimes you just got to embrace dice chaos. Sometimes you got to look for your outs. Sometimes you just got to roll a hard six. Yep, and Vader's still good. He's very. Good. <laughs> Don't let the haters yep. say otherwise. All right, and uh, he's getting three new command cards, so you know. It's gonna yep. be awesome. Yep. Bring a medic. Need it. <laughs> medic. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm David. 
we will see you next week. Join us next week for another episode of The Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production. 